welcome to the Wow Influence podcast. We're your hosts, Ed and Kobe. This is the place where you'll find everything you need to know about the world of influencer marketing and how to become an expert in this space. Hey, welcome guys to the second episode of Wow Influence Podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the first one. We talked about how to find influencers, what kind of preference you need to have in terms of manual work versus automatic, internal discovery versus external discovery. Uh, and again, as usual, Ed is here with me. Hey, Ed. Hey, Kobe. So today I think it's, we, we're going to talk about something which is relatively new to this space. Uh, this space is always growing and uh, going through the evolution of, of what's going on. Today we're going to talk about the new term. I think that no one actually speaks about it. Uh, it's audience efficiency. Uh, let's try to explain this. So, okay, so, so in general, it, we kind of look at two different ways, right? We, we look at, at the group of influencers we're going to work with. Uh, through the eyes of how many followers we're actually going to reach, right? And the second thing is how many of these followers are actually active because these are the ones that we want to uh, look for, right? So let's break, take the first one uh, in audience efficiency, what we call overlap. Give us like a ex quick explanation of what, what overlap is. Sure. So overlap is the idea that when you uh, take two influencers, let's say uh, Ronaldo and Messi, or Kim Kardashian and her husband Kanye, right? If you look at any of these kind of pairs of people, you'll find that there's a, a large overlap in the audience between right, them. Because people tend to follow, like if I like soccer, it's probably Messi and Ronaldo will be two people that are probably going to follow because they're interesting me. That's right. Okay. That's right. So when you have like these people that dominate their space, especially in those cases, you're going to have a huge overlap. Is it only the for the big names or is it like if I take the foodies, which is a huge industry, but I'm... I don't know, following uh, two different chefs, I assume it's it, just the same, right? Yeah, it's the same. And this, you know, a lot of this has to do with the recommended accounts that the platforms uh, provide for you, mm -hmm. like who to follow and all that. Okay. Um, you know, so they, all these are, are algorithms, so they're going to suggest things that other people have done. Okay, so... So you tend to get very similar-looking uh, profiles of, uh, in terms of who people follow. So if I'm going back to the previous episode, I went through the finding process to the discovery and I found influencers... But if I looked for mountain biking, which is, was the example that we used in the last episode, I assume that I'll find a lot of followers, uh, sorry, a lot of influencers, like, I don't know, 50 f different influencers that I assume, it, it's relatively safe to assume that they have a lot of overlap in their audience. What we generally find is that the smaller the influencer, the less the overlap is mm -hmm. with another influence in the same space. Okay. Right? So if you took, uh, you know, uh, Ronaldo and Messi, the top two uh, football influencers, the overlap there is huge. If you look at, like, uh, two guys who are sitting on the bench in a second division team, mm -hmm. the chances that two people have uh, the same followers are, are, are much lower. Okay. So in terms of a marketer, now trying to reach the market and getting into an influencer marketing campaign, this is actually something new to me because up until now, I found these 50 people. Each one of them, just for the sake of the example, asked for, I don't know, $1,000. And I thought that if altogether these 50 bring me, I don't know, 1 million uh, followers, I will reach 1 million followers. But what you're actually telling me is that I'm going to pay 1,000 multiplied by 50, $50,000 for a campaign that will not get me even close to 1 million followers. No, no. So you have several issues, right? 
the social networks won't show every post from everyone you follow yeah. on your feed. This is based on the algorithm. That, that's the basics, right? So right there, you're cutting out a huge chunk. Second, if you haven't interacted with uh, the posts from that influencer, it's also not going to show up on your feed. Okay. So there, there's a, a smaller percentage than uh, most people would like to admit when we're talking about uh, the actual reach and not the potential reach. And even with that... Let's assume that all the followers of these 50 influencers would get the post. Even then, in terms of pair of eyes, because this is what interesting us in terms of the, the campaign objectives, it would be much lesser number than 1 million because of the overlaps. And, and what we found uh, or know that the, the overlaps sometimes can be all the way to 80% overlap. So think about this uh, two influencers that each one of them has one million followers. It's not that you're going to get two million. You're going to get a very low number of one million and, and I don't know, 100,000, one million, 200,000. But you're still going to pay like you got two million uh, pair of eyes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So this is problem number one, overlapping. Let's take the second one. Uh, and from experience, we all live in uh, social networks and, and in some of them we we know that the followers base is, we can kind of um, split it into three different categories. Right. So, so a lot of these categories are, are up to uh, definition, but, but I think uh, the way to look at it is behavioral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone has uh, accounts that they actively follow, that they're commenting and sharing and, and really engaged with, with that account. Then there are the accounts that you're a silent follower, where you scroll past their posts, but you never really interact with them. Uh, you don't share them, uh, you're, you're a silent follower. Okay. Uh, and then uh, most people also have uh, what we would call sleeping accounts or sleeping followers. So that could be anything from uh, an account that you set up for a job that's three jobs ago, you haven't signed in since. Um, it could be you know, uh, on a network that you're not using anymore. Uh, lots of people have uh, lots of accounts that are just not active. Mm-hmm. So those still you know, get counted as followers. Uh, but when you actually break it down, you say who's an active follower, that's a much lower number. Yeah, so let's take it to the benefits of when you run a campaign. The sleeping, obviously, people that you need to rule out because they're not relevant in any way or form. They're not going to be influenced by the post that, because they're not getting into the, the platform in, in that account terms, right? That's right. They're not going to see the post. They're gonna be, not going to be influenced. It's something that you need to totally scrape f- from the followers list. The sleeping ones are the ones that will see the post in most cases, obviously based on the algorithm of the of the social network, but they're not really expanding the the, the post to their friends. It's not it's not going to be viral because, because of, of them. them. Correct. So so and that's yeah. the silent one. I think you just yeah. misspoke there. That's, Sorry, the, that, we're talking silent about the silent one. ones yeah. now. Yeah. So the silent ones are nice to get because they might be uh, I don't know buyers, but in term uh, in terms of brand awareness or, or I don't know spreading the news they're not going to be the one that will help you. So in terms of the last group, I think this is the group that the marketers are truly interested in, right? The active ones, the one that will look at the post and will not for all posts, but will do a like or a share or a comment on that. They will be active within the, the boundaries of the campaign. So they will truly be the ones that will give us the benefit of the campaign and what we try to achieve with this, right? That's right. As a marketer, those the, the active followers are the only ones I really care okay, about. Okay, so going back to the example that we used for the overlaps, 
if I'm seeing an influencer, let's assume I found this 50 influencers, I'm looking at the first one, and this guy's got 1 million followers. It's not the question of how many followers this guy actually has, right? It's a question of how many of them are active first or silent second. And the difference is huge. Like, we first need to understand how many of the 1 million followers this guy has. We need to rule out all the uh, sleeping ones. Like, they're not relevant. How many of them are silent? So, yeah, we can have a better reach. And how many will actually deliver the news, the active ones? Uh, which I don't think there's so many, so many tools right now that will kind of give us the information, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. And some of the problems are, are just, you know, human nature issues, right? Like what if I mean? say to you, Kobe, here's a million-dollar uh, campaign budget. Uh, you need to spend it this year and, and, you know, show me what the results are. You being, uh, you know, a lazy marketer, you're going to say, well, if I could uh, pay a thousand people a thousand dollars, or I could pay one person, Ronaldo, say, a million dollars, and they're done. I, I, I sit on my hands the rest of the year. Yeah. Right? Uh, I would probably go with Ronaldo. That's a gut feeling. Yeah, right. I mean, Before uh, understanding these concepts of, of uh, audience efficiency. Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek. Uh, yeah. you know, it's not just laziness. It's also uh, you know, genuine fear. If you were to go to your boss and say, here are these 50 people you've never heard of, and I'm going to be paying them uh, you know, five grand each, yeah. right? they, he might look at you like you, uh, you've lost your mind. Uh, but paying uh, Ronaldo a million bucks, there's a precedent for that. And uh, you're on the safe side. Yeah, of, you're not going to get fired. It's like they say, nobody ever gets fired for buying IBM. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Okay, so so I, I think it's interesting because if I'm actually going to spend a budget, and this is what most marketers now doing in terms of influencer marketing, they don't really know what their influencers uh, followers database, uh, how it looks like in terms of of this split. So now combining the two uh, parts, the overlap. And the audience split in terms of sleeping, silent, and active. I think the best way, and I'm trying to analyze this, the th- best optimal uh, group of influencers would be with a minimal overlap between all the group members. There is some kind of overlap. I can't expect if I'm working in a specific domain to find zero overlap. But to take it to the minimum as possible. And the second thing is, is to have followers with the most active ones, Right. That's right. Okay, so so how can I do it? Like, is there something out there out there to to help me? And I know that we're doing this, but are there any other like tools, methods? I take it manually. Is there manual work I can do in order to identify this? Well, if you wanted to do this manually, we'd essentially have to break it down and assign a score or a dollar value to each thing that you care about, right? Mm-hmm. So you first have to define your goals. Is this a brand awareness campaign or is it? you know, driving direct sales, yeah. right? Um, and then we look at exactly, again, the the overlap, the the active sleeping so and what, silent. So you have a huge Excel of all the followers that influencer A, then a huge list of, of followers of, of influencer B and, and, and go on? Yeah, you would have to, uh, you know, create a model for yourself uh, and then update it with the results after you've run the campaign. And over time, it would give you better and better predictions mm-hmm. for what you would need okay. to do. Let's take it to the automatic way. I think... The only way to do it properly when you do it with, with a platform is that uh, this platform have an informa- some kind of information about the followers, right? There is no other way. Like if I'm taking, we spoke about the previous episode about external discovery, where they simply scrape the public information. It's not a system that will give you the ability to do this because they don't have the ability. 
to know what's going on on the followers level. Correct, correct. The only way to get this done uh, in any kind of accurate way where you're not uh, just guessing or, or making a statistical inference, the only way to know uh, for certain is to have, uh, like we said, internal discovery, meaning both sides logged into the same platform, sharing their business analytics with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in that way, the platform can help uh, people make the right decisions about what to do with their campaigns. Okay. So marketers, kind of the takeaways from, from this one, take into consideration the overall concept of audience efficiency. It's something that uh, if you don't want to spend a lot of money on something that will not bring results or look at it from a cost-effective uh, point of view, you need to ask the questions. Are the influencers that are part of your campaign uh, have overlaps in terms of followers database with other influencers that you're going to use? And second question that you need to ask is what the level of uh, activity that is expected from the followers or have uh, from, for the followers of this influencer in terms of silent, sleeping, and, uh, and, and active uh, users. And the last takeaway is try to find platforms that have this ability and they know, not predict, not trying to guess what they have in terms of the ability to know what's going on at followers level, right? Perfect, Kobe. Great. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode uh, and I hope we kind of put a light on a very uh, shadow area of, of the influencer marketing space. Again, it's an industry that is still evolving but uh, in the current stage of this, I think it's a question or a topic worth talking about. Uh, thanks, Ed, for, for, for the insights. Thank you, Kobe. We'll see you in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more episodes, find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find much more on our website, wowinfluence.com, or on our social networks at wowinfluence. Stay tuned for the next episode and keep on hustling.